0: Well, the Big 12 media royally screwed this one up when it comes to the preseason football poll. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. Always grateful for your time. Thanks for joining us here on the show. As we get closer and closer to the football season being here, I can't tell whether it feels like it's, you know, a year away or a week away. It kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But you know that feeling, right? You're in the middle of summer. And you don't want to rush summer, but you also want to get to college football. It's like that, the feeling is so strange. I really get in that mode like mid August is where I'm at, but we still have a ways to go, obviously. But we do have the Big 12 preseason media poll. And I think the media totally screwed the pooch on this one. So it's not a surprise that the Texas Longhorns were selected atop the Big 12 football media preseason poll. And I believe they got it wrong. And it wasn't all that close, by the way. Texas got uh, 41 first-place votes compared to Kansas State, who got 14 to come in second place. So Texas ran away with the Big 12 football preseason poll. And by the way, this is the first time since the conference went to a divisionless format that Texas was picked to win the league in the preseason poll. So you're going back 10 years now. Last year, the Longhorns were slotted fourth in the preseason poll behind Baylor, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Now, uh, the good news, if you're not a fan of Texas, as I know many of you are. Now, some of you are Texas fans, and you're here, and that's great, and we appreciate you, and we love you. But uh, for the many of you who are not Texas fans, the good news is, well, at least last year, Preseason polls oftentimes can be wrong. So I I just want to make sure that we're on the same page there, and we note that as well. So last year, Baylor was picked to win it, and we know how that turned out, right? We all know how that turned out. Not well. Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Not exactly. Cream of the crop in the Big 12 last year. But here's why the media got it wrong about Texas winning the Big 12. It's not me just being a hater. It's not me just, you know, if you're on YouTube with the horns down sign um, on the back wall. It's the fact that, first off, Texas always has great teams, always has talented players, and when's the last time it actually worked? That's part one, and we can go through that all day. I'm not convinced that even just the quarterback position is going to be as good as people think it's going to be. I'm not saying Quinn Ewers is not the kind of player that can light up a stat board and can win a Big 12 title. He can in a perfect situation. And yes, the quarterback room is absolutely loaded, but still, if Quinn Ewers is not the guy you go into a true freshman, you're gonna feel good about Arch Manning? Once again, top quarterback in the country, not denying the talent that Texas has. But it's never been about talent with Texas, right? The argument around Texas has never been about, well, they're not talented enough. That's never what it's been. That's never what it's been about for the Texas Longhorns. It's simply about can they all get it done? at the same time, and get on the same page. And I don't think they can, and I don't think this is the year that they can. And here's here's a big reason why. You cannot, when you talk about Texas and Oklahoma, you cannot undervalue what it means to these other teams who are going to have one final shot to take down the Longhorns. You cannot put a price on that. You cannot put a point spread on that. The reality is, Texas always gets everybody's best game. That's part of the reason they underachieve. Not the reason, but part of the reason. And then you factor in the situation we've got here where they're leaving the Big 12 after this year. And most Big 12 fans are going to say good riddance because this league almost collapsed a handful of times in the last 25 years because of one team and one team only, and that's the Texas Longhorns. And now you've got a situation where you know they're gone next year, and they are going to get everybody's best game. Heck, they've got—and the schedule's not easy. They've got Baylor on the road to open up conference play. Not that I'm picking Baylor to, you know, shock the world and win the Big 12, but this is the last time for a very long time that the Longhorns will be in Waco for a football game. You don't think in a Big 12 opener. You don't think that place is going to be absolutely electric at McLean Stadium. It is going to be off the chains. It's going to be a wild scene in Waco for that one. Then you've got Kansas at home. And by the way, do you remember what happened last time Texas hosted Kansas two years ago? (laughs) It was the start of the turnaround for Lance Leipold, which springboarded them into Last season's impressive campaign. So, uh, I'm, and I'm not sitting here saying Kansas is going to win the game. I'm just saying you cannot look at that game. You cannot look at any Kansas team this year with the Big Twelve Offensive Preseason Player of the Year and just think, "Oh, yep, yeah, chalk it up to a W." No, this is going to be Kansas's last chance playing in Austin for a very long time. It's a huge deal. Then you've got the Red River rivalry between OU and Texas. And you know what? OU can obviously win that thing. No problem. That's going to be a toss-up, but uh, it's going to be a very good game. And by the way, that's a tough game on the schedule. Every game in the Big 12 is tough, but unless you believe that it's going to be an OU and Texas rematch for a Big 12 championship, one of these two teams is probably not going to be there. Now, one of the two might be there, but I highly doubt, and I'm not going to place a bet on both OU and Texas making a Big 12 championship game. So that becomes a tough game right out of the gates. And then you have a bye week if you're Texas, and then you get two of the new schools. You get a little bit of a breather here. You have Houston on the road, and then you get BYU at home. But remember this, Houston on the road, Dana Holgerson at West Virginia had some success against the Longhorns. I was at the game in 2018. If you're a West Virginia fan or a Texas fan, you'll remember the 2018 game went to overtime in Austin. I was there with a bunch of West Virginia friends, and uh, WVU won that game in OT. That was electric. I wish I could remember the wide receiver who caught the catch over the right shoulder from Will Greer, either the game tying or go ahead touchdown. I, I I'm totally blanking on the guy's name, but it, I mean that place was bonkers. So Dana Holgerson's had some success there. BYU, you know, it's the only chance, by the way, for Houston and BYU. This is the only chance for these kids to play Texas in football. You don't think those places are going to be lit? They are. And then here's the home stretch. Look at this home stretch, the final month of the season for the Texas Longhorns. They host Kansas State, who I will talk more about it in a second. They're my pick to win the Big 12. You've got Kansas State at home. You go to TCU, the reigning college football playoff, TCU Horn Frogs. I know they're going to take a step back probably, but you're still going to TCU, who's had a lot of success against you historically, and this is their last chance as well to take on the Longhorns on their home turf. Then you go back home after going to Fort Worth, and you travel to Ames in late November. An Iowa State team that, by the way, I think is getting underrated going into the season. You know the defense is going to be stout, and you're going to be there in late November with a bunch of Texas kids that don't like it when it drops under 55 degrees against a Matt Campbell coach team that loves the idea of playing you in 18-degree weather with 25-mile-an-hour winds. And then you wrap up the season at home against on a Black Friday at night against Texas Tech in a game that could be a playing game for a Big 12 championship appearance. I'm just saying, if Joy McGuire and this Texas Tech team hits it right, that could be a playing game for a Big 12 title appearance. And you know the Texas Tech kids, if any kids in the entire Big 12, are going to be fired up as they always seem to be. Look at last season. To beat Texas, it's going to be Texas Tech. It's going to be Joy McGuire. Joey McGuire would love, love to end Texas's chances at getting to a Big 12 championship game, even if they don't get there as a result. Could you imagine how fired up those kids are going to be? The broader point being this. They are going to get the best game of every single team that they play in the Big 12, because this is it. And for that reason alone, it's never been about talent with Texas. For that reason alone, I cannot in good faith sit here and pick the Longhorns to win the Big 12. And you've got to factor that in. You have to do that if you're a media member and not enough of them apparently did it because overwhelmingly they picked Texas 41 first place votes to win the Big 12. And if it was just about pure talent, okay, I'll give you that. Fine. Yes, they had the best roster, but they've had the best roster before. It rarely, if ever, works out. And I certainly don't see how it works out this year, given the emotion that you have to bring into consideration when you talk about the Big 12. And what this year is going to look like, it is going to be a completely chaotic topsy-turvy year. So the media preseason poll looked like this. Texas at one, then Kansas State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and TCU. That's the top five. Six through 10, Baylor, Oklahoma State. By the way, Oklahoma State got a first-place vote. Whoever you are in the Big 12 media that voted Oklahoma State to win the league, uh, you should have your voting revoked you heard it here first. I mean, I love the Pokes. I love Mike Gundy, but come on, winning the Big Twelve—how do you even make that case? Alan Bowman becomes Tom Brady. Like, what does that look like? So six through ten: Baylor, Oklahoma State, UCF, Kansas, Iowa State, and then you wrap it up. Eleven to fourteen: BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and West Virginia pick dead last. That's that's a stretch to me. West Virginia being dead last by a mile. That's, that's disrespectful. To, uh, I'm not suggesting the Mountaineers are going to shock anybody here, but that is a stretch to say that the Mountaineers are going to find themselves in dead last place in the Big 12. You've got a learning curve and an adjustment period for all these new teams, and the only one that I think is really fully prepared for the week-in, week-out grind of the Big 12 with the depth that you need on your rosters is UCF. That's it. I think BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati are going to have larger learning curves than people realize because the disrespect for the Big 12 is as such where uh, most national media are not going to look at the Big 12 and say, yeah, you know, AAC, Big 12. There's a big gap. And in football, it's not just about do you have a star quarterback or a great wide receiver. Do you have the depth? Do you have the depth in the trenches? And I'm not convinced that three of the four teams do right now. Not that I'm against them. I'm I'm rooting for them. I'm happy that you guys are here. I love that you're here. But I do think that depth as a season in the Big 12 goes along and injuries pile up and nicks and everything else, that could be problematic. So let me give you my poll, my preseason poll at Heartland College Sports. By the way, I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for joining us here on the show. If you're new to the show, I hope that you'll hit the subscribe button on Facebook, er, excuse me, on YouTube and on the podcast, and know that we've got Heartland College Sports Koozies for you when you leave a rating and a review and you send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Let me take a quick sip of water here. It's been a long day. I've done two radio shows before I do this show. All right. Here is my preseason poll. I've got Kansas State at 1, winning the Big 12. I've got Texas at 2. I have Texas Tech at 3. Oklahoma at 4. Oklahoma State at 5. Iowa State at 6. TCU at 7. Baylor 8. UCF 9. Kansas 10. BYU 11. West Virginia 12. Cincinnati. uh, Houston at 13. And Cincinnati at 14. That's what I've got for my 1-14 through in the Big 12. And for Kansas State, the reason I like the Wildcats to win the Big 12 this year is because I believe they've got the best quarterback and the best O-line in the conference. And when it comes to Big 12 football, but really any football for that matter, if you have that combination, you are in a very good spot. Combine it with a defense that yes, has lost some key pieces, but is in a great place, you know what? I'm rolling with Kansas State in what is going to be a roller coaster Big 12. There's such a, it's not a small gap, but it's the smallest gap of any Power 5 conference between the top and the bottom. You could very well see a couple of 7-2 and two teams slip into the Big 12 conference title game. Heck, you could see a 6-3 and three team slip in. That would not shock me one bit after tiebreakers. This is going to be a wild year. You're going to have so many one-score games, it's going to make your head spin in the Big 12 this year. But for Kansas State, when you combine the coaching staff, Chris Kleiman building that depth that we just talked about, that this program needed after Bill Snyder left it in a pretty bad place towards the end there. He's built it back up. You've got a guy in Will Howard who I would take to win a single football game over anybody else in the league right now, a quarterback. Talk to me all you want about Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel and whoever else. I need to win one game? I'm taking that dude. He can sling it. He's a big body. He can run it. He's a leader. I just love Will Howard, and the strides that he's made has been tremendous. I get that offensive line. I get that team in the trenches. Sure, I'm worried about losing Deuce Vaughn and what that means for the team and the offense. Who's not? I mean, I think the guy's going to be electric in the NFL. But in this league, this year, I am on the Kansas State bandwagon to win the Big 12 Conference. And some of you might say that's the kiss of death. And that is your prerogative. But uh, when I look at this league, I see a Kansas State team that right now has the pieces that I would want to pick them to win the Big 12 Conference. And, you know, I think you look at this schedule as well, and it balances out very well for Kansas State. You've got UCF at home to start the season. I'm not going to chalk it up to a guaranteed win, but that's a good way to start the year. Then you go to an Oklahoma State team that's still going to be figuring out, I think, a lot of its core pieces like Alan Bowman. Travel to Texas Tech. I think Tech is a team that gets better as the season goes on. You get them on the early side. You host TCU. You host Houston. You go to Texas to start the month of November. That's going to be a huge game that could have Big 12 title implications. And then you wrap it up, Baylor at home, travel to Kansas, home to Iowa State. I, I I, just think that when you look at that schedule for Kansas State, there's enough there that makes you believe that, hey, this is a well-balanced schedule. It works for them. And yeah, I mean, there's tough games because it's the Big 12 Conference. But there's not that stretch where you say to yourself, oh my goodness, how do they get through it? How are they going to handle it? If there's one thing not like about Kansas State's schedule, it's when the bye week comes. The bye week comes at the end of September. I hate that for any team when you get the bye week at the end of September because then you've got to go eight games in a row to end the season. That's difficult. But outside of that, I I like a lot of what Kansas State's bringing back to the table in a big way. And then, yes, I'll give you Texas at number two with the amount of talent they've got. And then, you know, Texas Tech, Joey McGuire. I'm buying some of that hype in a big way. Oklahoma's good, but I I cannot be sold after what I saw last year on Brent Venables. He's got to prove a couple more things to me at Oklahoma. Oklahoma State's being undervalued. I've got them fifth in the conference this year. I think Iowa State, too. I mean, when you look at the numbers, the amount of close games Iowa State played last year, some of those have to turn into wins. And here's something that's not being talked enough about with Iowa State. Iowa State's core NFL guys from a couple of years ago, Purdy and and Kohler and Brees Hall, those guys hung around for a year too long. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody was happy when they came back. But I do believe that there was something with that program that when those guys came back with their free COVID year, they just were kind of checked out. They went from being the hunter to the hunted, and it didn't work out for them. And it stalled the development of the next group. And you saw that last year. A lot of those guys were learning on the fly. I don't know if Hunter Deckers is any good. I I really don't. But I know this. They got unlucky last year. You saw that in a handful of games. Look at the Kansas game that comes to mind. They had a ton of one-score games. That kind of luck, the ball bouncing that way, that's not going to happen again this year. So I think that Iowa State is right where they want to be. Overlooked, undervalued, no one's talking about him. That's where Matt Campbell succeeds. And I think you're going to see that this year from Iowa State. So I've got him in the top half of the conference. TCU takes a step back. They just they have to. Not because I don't like Sonny Dykes and the talent. But you want to talk about a little luck on your side? TCU had that last year. Baylor game comes to mind. The ball bouncing their way. You need that sometimes for a magical season. But it can't continue with the rate that it did last year. So they're going to take a step back. Baylor I I don't know. They were such an enigma last year. I can't quite figure them out. Then I've got UCF. Kansas returns a lot of starters. This one I'm not sure about. This is the one that I'm least confident in. I don't know what Kansas is. Are they 4-8? and eight, Or do they shock the world at 8-4? and four? Ton of starters returning. 17 starters. You've got the Big 12 preseason player of the year in Jalen Daniels. Um, there's so much to like about it. But I'm still, I don't know, maybe it's just in me. I just can't get myself to sit here and say, yep, Kansas. Yes, Kansas. Top half of the league. I <laughs> i need more than one season. I'm sorry. And then I go BYU at 11, West Virginia at 12, Houston and Cincinnati. I just think the new teams are going to have that learning curve. And those three new teams in particular are going to have longer learning curves that have to ultimately be uh, first off admitted, looked at, and then built upon. And they can build it back up. They can build it up to what it needs to be. It's just, it's going to take a couple of years. In basketball, you can do it a lot faster. In football, it does ultimately take some time. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. That was my preseason poll. That was my preseason poll. I thought the media wrong. I didn't like Texas being at the top. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, I gave you mine in full transparency, so that is what mine looked like as we get set for Big 12 Media Days next week, by the way. Can you believe it? We'll be all over Arlington, Texas. The entire Heartland College sports staff will be down there. So uh, we're so excited for that. We hope that you'll be joining us down there through... YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on all those social media platforms so you don't miss any of our content. Written content, video content, audio. It's going to be outstanding. We are going to have as many people covering this thing as we've ever had at Heartland College Sports. So I hope that you'll join us. I look forward to a lot of you following us on all of our platforms. Like and subscribe. And as always, uh, if you like this show, hit that subscribe button on YouTube and the podcast and get the free Heartland College Sports koozie when you do that. All right, so uh, we get to the preseason polls. I'll have a Big 12 Media Days preview coming up uh, this weekend. So don't miss that. We love you guys. We appreciate you every single day. And we cannot wait because football season is coming in hot, baby. All right, you guys have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.